Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. Eric is so pale, he just reflects and <laughs> any light. I am the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of darkness, welcome to Quality Time, uh, the darkest of podcasts ever invented. I'm your host, Ambrosia Woodworth, here to bring an infinity of darkness upon the people of Baltimore City. I'm Nick, and I'm also Ellen. <laughs> uh, and that beautiful voice that you hear is none other than my blood, my brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm sorry. Who's joining us on the program today? I heard you guys are redoing another one of my films, so I showed up. It's me, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, my God, it's <laughs> JLC. Hell yeah. JL, how, how things been? How's the activity going? Your poop's coming out good? Uh, you know, I got five more Halloween films coming up in the next year, and uh, this is probably my movie where you can see my junk the best <laughs> in my crotch shots. Mmm. <laughs> but my breasts still look phenomenal. She does have rocking tits still in this movie, uh, but I would say. By the way, he- headlights on during lots of scenes, so you know that's good for the kids as well. The kids love that. Kids do love headlights. Um. Jamie, um, what is it after, I, I know you're, I, it's too start, soon to tell, but the final Halloween, of course, is going to be coming out here in 2022. Is there anything you can give us about this new movie? Um, you know, you being a 60 plus year old woman, um, strong heroine throughout the years. What do we, what can we expect from the, the last installment of this new Halloween trilogy? Well, there's going to be a new twist in the film, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, of course, the fact that, uh. I actually am Michael Myers, and uh, during the whole film, I just wear a mask, but the rest of me is naked. <laughs> and you'll definitely get to see my, my penis much better, because it, <laughs> it isn't tucked as well. Well, that's a, str- that's a lot that you're throwing into this, I feel like. It's pretty much like true lies, but I'm naked. Okay, I like it. All right, very good. What was it like working with Arnold? Uh... Arnold isn't in the new Halloween, so... Uh, I mean, I was talking about True Lies. He can't work anymore. He's too old to work. Oh, he's flabby now. I still have the body of a (laughs) 10-year-old. I don't know what that means. Well, JLC, we're glad that we could have you on here in the waning years of your career. Uh, We're also joined by the very lovely, very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? Um, I'm not Ashley. I'm also Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, my God! 
this Jamie Lee Curtis? Is this like Gallagher and Gallagher too? So I am from Freaky Friday, which is when I swap genders with my daughter. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, congratulations. Two Jamie Lee Curtises, one single cup here on Quality Time yeah. today. I'm excited. You're excited. We're recording this on a Super Bowl Sunday. And, uh, Sounds slightly more masculine than me. I feel intimidated. <laughs> We're coming off the heels of Blue Velvet, another wonderful... Uh, uh, a piece of David Lynch uh, film, and now we're on to a new movie. But uh, a couple of little things that just uh, little odds and ends. I want to tell you how I got fucking motherfucked at work. Is that uh, okay? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm working, uh, uh, my day job you, you is a construction. Still, you still have a job? I still have a job. I still have a job. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to tell you how I got motherfucked at my job okay. this week, okay? All right. So I'm at uh, I'm at my place of work. I do telecommunications and uh, construction. So I, I coordinate construction projects for a, a large telecom company. I won't give the name, but let's just say it rhymes with Comcast. <laughs> and it, uh, I'm helping a, a guy who is a um, he's a he works in a, 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 a he's a county official. He's like affiliated with them, and uh, I do what's called relocations. I move things out of the way so projects can happen. Well, I was very honest with this guy when I met him. I was like, probably the question we'll be able to do it is like mid-February. He's like, well, is there any way we can do it faster? I was like, I'm giving you a realistic expectation mm-hmm. of when it's going to get done. Sure, we can try, of course, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you this is, this is what I'm pretty sure it'll be. Mm-hmm. So anyway. We are getting down to the crunch time, and uh, you know, I, it's a giant corporation. The wall, the the approvals and the things—they're slow moving thing. No matter how you try it, right? Well, he calls me up. He's like, you know, we're gonna be by the twenty second. This has got to happen. And he's like, otherwise, it's gonna be it's gonna be really not good. And I was like, hey, you know what? Um, you have you guys haven't paid us yet, which is a problem. We're not supposed to start a project like this without you paying us. But let me talk to my boss. It's not really this isn't this project isn't super high dollar. You guys do other business with us. Let me see if I can get a push through. So I worked that whole day calling my boss's boss, stating a statement of like, hey, they do business with us. Hey, it's only this many dollars. Hey, we could do this and probably avoid a lot of trouble. And it would probably, you know, give us goodwill with the with the county who we have to work with all, all mm-hmm. the time. I get the approval. My boss is like, "Hey, that's some unconventional thinking, but I like that. You did a, this is a good this is good work." And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So my my boss's boss gives me a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go tell the client. I was like, "Hey, we got this for you." I look at my inbox. His he sent me an email that said, "Here's what's going to happen. We need this approved today." For this reason and that reason, if you don't, we're going to cut it. So he he motherfucks me in the fucking email after I already have good news to give him. So wow. now I don't even want to give him the good news. Yeah. I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. He pulled, he pulled a, a rank almost on you or tried to. Well, like, like a customer rank, like being shitty. Yeah, so he's being yeah. shitty when I have the, I have the answer that uh, I... And so they, now I have to respond back, but... But in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I don't want to fucking tell him because now he like thinks, a bitch. no, no, no. Now he thinks the reason that this happened is because he did this. Right. And now he's going to do this behavior again. And that shit, fu- I was fucking livid at, like this. So yeah. uh, I I don't send terse emails like that back, though. I'm not that guy. But when mm-hmm. I see this guy, I'm like, hey, dude, why the fuck did you have to motherfuck me like that? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, do you understand? Mm-hmm. I worked all day to get that done and you fucked me. And I need you to know that. So anyway, that's how uh, that's how I got fucked at work this week. And uh, <sighs> Eric, I'm so sorry. I know that's the most action you've had in a while. <laughs>
<laughs> but hey, if we're being honest, Jeremy, did you you might have got fucked harder by life and work this week? Yes or yes? Uh, did you mean did did I keep a job that I really felt cocky like I could actually keep a job? Oh, Jeremy. Oh, it's great. I I even talked up like, man, I don't even think I can get fired from this job. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Jeremy, have you, just can I throw this out there, okay? Yeah. Would you, if you went back to your former former employer, okay, and you said, hey, listen, I've really looked at myself since the firing, okay? And you go, I am willing to start a $500 a week cocaine habit if you'll hire me back. <laughs> uh, I don't even make $500. Listen, it's all about lying at the interview, Jeremy. Are you willing? Are you willing to try to have a cocaine habit? Because obviously, from what you told us from your employees, they, your coworkers, they are just riddled with drugs. They all, yeah. like, they have like fentanyl skittles. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just need to work on being more of a loser. You know, I need to get a habit. Um, I need to uh, show up for late more work a lot more. You also need to be disappointing at home. Don't forget that. Um, well, I'm already disappointing. <laughs> Step up your game, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm sorry, hon. Um, it's all right. I haven't, I haven't tasted a gun in a long time. So I feel like that's the thing you do once though. So <laughs> would it did not stick the first time. <laughs> Well, you know, you kind of suck on it. You just like, mm, uh, mm. taste it. And then you're like, no, <laughs> Wapner's on tomorrow. There's something worth living for. Oh, can, Wapner. Can I give you a piece of advice from my suicide that I survived? I regret not playing Hanging by a Moment here with you by Lifehouse during my hanging. Because <laughs> that would have been Chef's Kiss. Hanging for a moment here, here with, with you. the hell don't you? This stool was made up really cheap and was glue. <laughs> um, no, Jeremy, that's that's fucking horrible. Can I'm I, sorry. Can I? Um. Can I? Uh, I know. Listen, but you're gonna be back on the fucking market. I mean, it's it's coming out soon. You had a really funny joke on Facebook the other day. Do you want to <laughs> share that with the with the gang, with our um, listeners? Yeah, I made a psoriasis joke. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the people. Um, I try not to let people get under my skin because it's really loose anyway. <laughs> <laughs> See? Listen, you freed up your time to do stuff like that. I did get uh, things accomplished this week that I haven't done for months. Or oh, even good. Eat. Well, that's so good. I, I do try to do things. Um, oh, Oh, I got because I got a. I have one thing that I'd like to go over before we get too deep into what you're going to do. I want to hear what you did this week. But hey, Jeremy, can I talk about why you're not in studio right now and how I'm perplexed by it? Uh, Because I was going to wait till it stopped snowing. And uh, I didn't want to I didn't think I had enough time to get my truck ready to even drive. And it has it has a shitty heater core. Okay. Hey, so, driving. So, but hey, all right, like, like uh, all right, those, that's exactly what you did. Text me, okay. So now having enough time that that actually makes sense, but that you didn't tell me that before, okay? Because what you sent to me 
originally was, uh, hey, I think I'm just going to skip two and come at, come at six. The roads are too icy. And you did have a 180 going over the bridge to my house. That's These, these are facts. But I told you, I was like, hey, I was out at nine. This morning was much colder, and the roads, the roads are 100% fine. But then you responded back, well, I don't have enough money to come over. But you're still coming over at six o'clock. So the, I understand the not time part and the not money part, but you're still coming. That's why I was. That's why I was confused by all of it. No, it take me time to get my truck ready to to go. I don't even know if the uh, battery holds up after. Oh, okay. Oh, now see, this makes much more sense because I looked at it and I was like, "Is Jeremy just fucking with me right now? Is he just because it? Hey, if you just told me, he's like, I just don't feel like doing anything right now, and I'm going to do it from the home. I that that I would a hundred percent understood. But the other parts. Didn't make any sense to me. I, I didn't feel like rushing today. I, I was being lazy, and and I do feel kind of down. So yeah. Okay, I, I, those are valid. These are valid things. Okay, I like that. All right. Um, can I have one last story, and then I'd like to I'd like to hear more about it. And I think I think you guys like it. Uh, I did a show at the Bright Box Theater last night. As you guys are familiar with it, in Winchester, mm-hmm. Virginia, it's great. Two sold out shows, Die Laughing Productions. Uh, is little, this the regular murder mysteries or the one I was removed from? These are the regs. These are the regs ones. These is love, marriage, and murder. Okay. And uh, so Where Katie dresses up in a wedding dress. Correct. Correct. So we found out something about um, you kiss her, kiss her, or fondle her. This was a. Uh, we'll get to that. So look. <laughs> All right. So look, we. Uh, we found out, uh, me and the gang, especially uh, Tommy, Justin, and myself, one thing we like to do in the text message is we often throw in a picture. Uh, it's a, it's on the internet. It's very easy to find. It's called Goatsy, okay? And if you're not familiar with Goatsy, it's called uh, Guy uh, Open. It's an acronym for Guy Opens Ass Totally for Everyone, I think is the acronym, something along those lines. But it it's exactly that. It's a man's ass that's fully gaped open and spread apart like that. And we keep doing it because Joe Robinson can't look at it. It actually makes him physically ill. And so much so that he'll ask people to like, hey, can you delete this off of my text thread so I don't have to see it? Because he gets physically ill, right? So saying that, we went out of our way. <laughs> Tommy Simbazo, God bless him went to his work printer and printed out about 30 <laughs> full-sized copies of Goatsy. What did we do with them? The question is, what didn't we do with these pictures? It started... So So Joe is on the defensive, though, because he's like, all right, he he was just like... Because we've been like kind of bringing it up. He walked into the green room like this. He's like, I'm not looking. I don't see anything at all. And he, out to his credit... He would spot ones and go like, I, I, I see it out of the corner of my eye. Put that fucking shit away, right? But we got him the first one. Mm-hmm. When we struck first blood, <laughs> we struck first blood. There's menus downstairs. We stuck one inside of the menu. And when we hand it to him, they're like, hey, should we order the wings or the fish? And it's in a full plastic thing. He's like, God damn it. And so then now it's already opened up. The floodgates have opened, right? <laughs> We at the end of the murder mystery, there's the team sheets where we read off people's names, and the mm-hmm. funniest one wins. We went out, we did some fucking psyops to get one into that. Joe finds that one and removes it because we're all on stage looking for it, and like we see he's like to the last three, we're like, 
God damn it, he found it. He looks around, he's like, yeah, I saw it out of the thing, and I just fucking threw it away. <laughs> no, not this time. So we had to step our game up, right? <laughs> For the last show, during the drawing, Tommy hides one in his jacket. <laughs> And when the winner picks it, he did a quick sleight of hand and then hands it to Joe to read it off. He goes, fuck! Like On stage. Yeah, that is... Hey, that's Mario with Goatsy that Jeremy's showing right here. So, can I just... Just for a second, can I tell you my theory yeah. of what's happening here? Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. I assume that what is happening is that Joe Robinson has like a... A portrait of Dorian Gray situation that if he sees the asshole, he will become the asshole. He will see himself in the painting oh, maybe he sees and he'll, a little bit of himself and yeah. he'll become well, one th- with this man's asshole. You know, knowing what I know about him, he's a more prolapse guy and that's more of an <laughs> inla- inward Sarlacc thing. Um, but is yeah. he an Eddie or an Audi? <laughs> He's an Audi. He's an Audi guy for sure. So uh, what, what really disturbs me is that McDonald's has to uh, celebrate Goatsy. I know. <laughs> Jeremy on our on our audio medium keeps putting up pictures of Goatsy now in chat, and it is frightening. Um, so uh, hey, by the way, when we so we stayed in Airbnb last night, me and the gang, and uh, of course the pictures are everywhere. <laughs> Tommy Simbaz. First of all. It's in it's in the Robinsons' name, so we keep hiding around the house. You're like, listen, we're in an Airbnb. I don't want to get fucking kicked off of this. You guys got to find me. <laughs> so we're like, okay, and we go to this Lauren Conrad book and pull one out of the middle. And but there was one, there was one we left at this Airbnb. One we left. Fucking Tommy and Justin. There was a copy of the Declaration of Independence that was nicely framed there. We opened up. <laughs> We opened up the declaration of goatsy ring from Jared. <laughs> we opened up the Declaration of Independence, pulled off the backer, and within the frame of this picture, there is a picture of Goatsy behind the So if somebody does a full national treasure and is just like, maybe there's a treasure map in the back of this Declaration of Independence. What they will find is a gaping <laughs> asshole with inside of this picture frame behind the Declaration of Independence. So uh, those are my those are my fun mm. stories from the Bright Box and seeing 10,000 assholes. And, uh, you know, it was... It's a good bit. I don't think it's ever going to stop. No. Um, and, oh, hey, one last thing about Tommy, too. Uh, Tommy, who printed all these out, he printed like 30 copies of them at his work printer. Mm. And when the boss finally went to go print something out, he's like, hey, you notice that the blues are a little bit off? Because he used so much of the red ink of the guy's oh, asshole. Oh, my God. That is, he ran out of fucking ink. <laughs> Tommy. God, I love that man. Mm. So that was good times. That's beautiful. Ashley, you've had a bunch of shows lately. You got any fucking cool stores to uh, uh, add to the mix here? Uh, no. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. I've been having I've been having great shows. I'm I'm super busy, taking a lot of hate online for producing all female shows, which is why I never book anything because I hate this. Um, Wait a minute, who hates on an all female uh, show? It's, it's only ever men. Name drop. I, I already did. I've already had a fight with them. Morgan Julian, he's an open micer. Oh, okay. Um, so that so he must, he's probably hilarious. No. Yeah, <laughs> he's 
he's definitely getting booked a lot. Why would he? But what, what was his what was his argument about an all female lineup? Well, I don't so, understand. So he made this post uh, saying about women who complain about all male lineups, then go on to book nothing but the same unfunny, mediocre white women. And I was like, that's weird because I don't see you booked on anything. So, <laughs> but, but, well, but so I said to him, I, I said, it's weird that you would go after women. Why aren't you going after your male white peers who don't book you? All male peers that book all white lineups. Why aren't you going after the men? Why would I book you on a female show? Yeah, that seems ridiculous. Uh, and I, I said, we are about to have another Chris Cow watch him throw on a wig. And he's like, I'm Morgana, Julian. <laughs> Book me on a show. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just ridiculous. So I just like, this is why I never, this is why I never produce. This is why I never book. But I told you, I, I had a great show um, Friday night. And it's always such a joy to see the man who ate my asshole three years ago in the audience because it's my best joke. And I'm like, and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and I'm like, I never want to get back together with you, but just know you are my best bit. So that's good. That's kind of like a kid's rock song called uh, you had my balls in your mouth. Yes. I love that one. Yeah. Ball with yeah. the ball to bang, dang, 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 diggy, diggy, diggy. Balls up in my mouth and up, jump the, the boogie. boogie. Yeah. I've got a midget. He's on my team, but he's dead. And I don't know what to do because I need that. Um, Jeremy, <laughs> um, switching switching topics just a little bit. Uh, um, you did a song. Is this song for the movie that we're doing because of the voice that's in it? Is that Should we no, save it for the movie breakdown? Nothing to do with this movie, but... Uh, I've been transferring uh, uh, tapes to uh, MP3. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little little, little cough there. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes I do that. No, I hey, Jer- hey Jer, I sometimes I throw up in my mouth a little bit and I save it. <laughs> I save it. I save it in a little cup next to my Jackson Brown hey, reference here. Stop talking about me. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I remember this cassette because I, I remember how bad it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to transfer this. And, uh, yeah, it's just a little cover of a little little Guns N' Roses song from 35 years ago, which I thought was kind of Which strange. I will say sounds like the, the I'll say that uh, the voice and vocals for this song uh, sound very similar to the bad guy in our movie this evening. So I, that's where I thought the tie was. But here's a, a Guns N' Roses cover of a, of a classic song, Patience. You don't want this any louder, Ashley, trust me. choice that you 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 made that said i like that song i will eat your soul but you decided to use that as the vocals for this 
vocals are a little off, but I, I still think the playing was pretty good. Well, it you know, good. Jeremy, I really liked it, and I just wanted to thank you for capturing my inner sleep demon. That is just beautiful. Yeah, that is that, is, that was good. Um, so if you want to hear the song in its entirety, it's it's a bit much. It's a bit much to go through. We'll throw it at the end of the episode. But I did a little. I did a little something before the show, Jeremy. I've been, you know, I've been spreading my. You inspire me. I need to tell you that. Like you, you inspire me to do music from all the great hits that you do. We play you on Laugh Finder every single week. They actually boo me off of Laugh Finder <laughs> often if I try to throw a Woodworth Eric Woodworth a Ridge in there. They um, like the new cuck, the new cucking song. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah, cucking it. Cucking was a big deal. Uh, but I, I worked on a new song, Jeremy, and and it's really, you 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 know like uh you know how like in the NBA there's like in like the golden age there was Larry Bird right, and then there was Magic Johnson, and just the fact of those two existing in the same time period. They not only were great players, but they elevated the other one to even play better than what they probably could have if the other one didn't exist. That's how I feel about you, Jeremy. Like often, so I'm I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the true Juana man <laughs> to uh, step up in the WNBA, and everybody knows it really is a man, but they're like, oh no, he's transitioned. We have to accept it, even though he's better than all of us now. That is true. Ashley, check your mic. I think you turned it oh, off. I didn't. I... There you go. Oh, because all your equipment's falling apart. Got it. Um, <laughs> just a button. It's just a button. That is not a button. It's coming apart. Um, so you're telling me that if Jeremy was not here, you'd be worse? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Jeremy has elevated me up to this level. <laughs> To a championship status where I'm at right now. Well, listen, listen. I, I, no, give I'm it a kidding. listen. Give it a listen. If you hate it, fine. But I feel like it's a shorty, and uh, I think it's a nice yeah. little catchy Eric, tune. I'm, I'm kidding. You both inspire me to go deaf at an early age. <laughs> All right, so here, here's my new one. Uh, I won't even give you the title. You guys will figure it out. Here we go. Stomach gurgling, pacing and circling. Gotta get to the pot, or these cargoes are fucked. I sit down and I release, oh sweet relief. Know what I mean? No. TP to be found Not a scrap on the ground Just one pocket receipt Ring of fire and heat Maybe rip this cardboard tube I'll call a friend Amazon some Charmin Sell outside Brown gooey behind Holy shit in good grief I'd even wipe with a leaf But now do I use a sock My underwear Or 11 inch cock 
I just use my hand No soapy the friend Just water and me Got poop where I peed <laughs> And that is now the end of my song And I got poop on my hands still And it smells really bad And now I'm handling your food at a Burger King And I'm not, now I'm gonna make your Whoppers you can't stop me from making your whoppers and handling your meats. <laughs> Nothing cleans faster than the brine of a fresh Burger King pickle. There you go. That's uh, there you go. The song's called No TP. No TP. You know, Eric touched my lips with his <laughs> finger before. He was like, Shh. and now I'm questioning why I let him do that. Is this going to be made into the full play called Typhoid Mary? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he falls in love with the guy that works at Burger King that's killing people with food poisoning. Uh, 100%. 100%, Jeremy. God. Um, so are we ready to get into tonight's film, gang? Oh, by yeah. the way, you know, just just this reaction, was that was that song bad? Don't you think no, that... No, I liked it. It spoke to... I was like, I feel like Eric wrote this for me for Valentine's Day. I'm not going to lie. At one point, I was just like... This could be this could be an Ashley song, but then I wanted to was like, you know what? It's for everybody with IBS. Well, but you know what, Jeremy? I feel like Jeremy. I want your opinion. I feel like this could be Eric and I's island in the stream, but instead, it's a turd that's in the stream. <laughs> Diarrhea in the stream. Rogers and um, Dolly uh, Parton. Houston. Whitney Houston. You think we could get her? <laughs> Hey, I have yeah, this really she's available. She hasn't done anything in years. I have this really good uh, uh, Whitney Houston impersonation. Uh, like it's it, it's hard to match her like vocals, but uh, here's uh, here's my Whitney Houston singing the bodyguard one. Yeah. Wow! Uh, and that's it, Eric. <laughs> wow! I have, a, I have a conspiracy theory about Whitney Houston. Oh yeah. She, she thought she was a mermaid. Oh, <laughs> this makes me so sad. Oh, Jeremy. Well, Come know, with the heat, brother. <laughs> well, you guys can like your Whitney Houston. I've been wanting to do some Dolly Parton covers, and my first is going to be Your Peen. Your Peen, Your Peen, Your Peen. I'm begging you, please get bigger, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, this is Ashley's pick this week, uh, and it's 1999's Virus, uh, which I'm excited. I had uh, I'd always seen clips of this movie, but I never actually watched it in its entirety. So, I first watched this movie when I was homesick, and USA Network used to run some rural turds. And uh, this was on one afternoon, and I was so scared as a kid uh, because I was like half robot, half monster. There's no way that that's sexy. Oh, gosh. I do love this. First of all, to be clear, this movie's dog shit. But 
I know. There are some <laughs> special effects in this movie yeah. that are chef's kiss good. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with its director, John Bruno. Now, John Bruno, he doesn't have a lot of directorial uh, credits to him. But do you want to know what he does? Yeah. Is special for? His visual effects. Oh. Because he was the lead visual effects guy on Avatar. Titanic, oh. Abyss, and Terminator 2 Judgment oh, that Day. That makes so much sense. So this is, he's a he's a uh, Jim Cameron guy, pretty much, that this is the movie that he got to do without uh, old Jimmy Cameron. And uh, it almost, this movie is almost good. Like, I know. It's so close to being a good movie. Do you know, do you know what I wrote down? Tell me, boys, if you agree. I wrote down that it's like Terminator meets Ghost Ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. You know, I, I had a, I said it's like, I, my, the three movies I felt like to me were uh, the the thing, um, just because of like how that it kind of like the monster grows at sure. times. Uh, I also said um, in my head, I, I thought the movie Runaway with, um, <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> with the robot, the robot spiders. Really, I was like, who real original? These robot spiders have cords <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And then, uh, and but the thing in Runaway is what I really mm. took away from it. But yeah, Ghost Ship, of course. Yes, it's, Deep Rising, it has those kind of things. It's literally, tell me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, doesn't it feel like the exact same lineup? You've got to have one black dude, mm-hmm. one Hispanic, and then on this one, we're going to go special. We've got a Polynesian dude. we got Queequeg from Moby Dick on board. Yes. And, yes. And a female. Fe- on his face. Yes. Yeah. And we've got, a, we've got a female second, what, second mate or whatever? Correct. You're correct. Yep. Yeah. And, a, and a famous, angry, beat up old man captain. It's the same formula. It is. It is good. Um, the opening to this movie, uh, it takes you uh, to a very weird situation. It is a Russian freighter that's in mm-hmm. the middle of the ocean that is communicating with the Russian space station. A giant beam of energy that looks like the life force from the yes. movie Life Force. <laughs> Shout out. But instead of green, it's blue. Mm-hmm. It attacks the spaceship, uh, space station. Then it beams itself into the fucking uh, uh, ship that's in the middle of the ocean, wipes out everyone with fucking blue energy uh nadia it seems to be the only survivor from this can i just point out boys that this is exactly what i was told would happen if i ever downloaded porn (laughs) this is Um, what jesus does is just smite you i i noticed uh one difference between this movie is uh uh instead of uh julianne margolis it was uh uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yes. uh, but at least, at least one thing's the same about this movie. Uh, you don't get to see how the original crew died and, and they're Swedish. Uh, that is true. It's a completely different movie. <laughs> completely different. So, uh, also, you, you don't get to see the, um, the, the crew killed by a giant tripwire that cuts them all in. That would have been good, though. But right after the crew of the uh, of this Russian uh, ship gets wiped out, Typhoon uh, Lee, uh, seven days later, is on. Uh, uh, it, we're, you're going through uh, Typhoon Lee, which is a giant storm, and the sea stars trying to trek the treacherous waters where we're going to meet our heroes and antagonists here. I'm, uh, I'm pretty and- sure. I'm pretty sure there's a scene where uh, they could only afford him for like five minutes where Mark Wahlberg just sticks his head in. We got to get through this giant storm. <laughs> come on. 
hey, hey, guys, what, what the heck is going on here? Hey, you know what? If I was in this storm, it wouldn't even be happening. Honestly, you know, you're now making me think of Donnie Wahlberg when we did uh, Dreamcatcher. Because really, if you think about it, Billy Baldwin is just the Donnie Wahlberg of the Baldwins. You know what this water's like? It's like the white stuff. So no, it is this. It does have an all-star cast. Uh, uh, first, we have our heroine, uh, Miss JLC, Jamie Lee Curtis, who plays Kit. Uh, you have Captain Robert Everton, who's played by Donald Sutherland, uh, very accredited actor, still working to this day. Right? Can I point out? That boys, in my opinion, as a woman, after a certain age, when you are old, you just stop aging. You're just perma old, but you don't get any older. Does that make sense? Yeah. He has looked the same age of old for 30 years. Hunger Games, uh, Hunger Games, Donald Sutherland just looks the exactly same. the same as Attack of the Body Snatchers, Donald Sutherland. <laughs> There's no... No, like, but you know what What I mean? if he was actually body snatched? <laughs> but, but, but you see my point. This movie was 98? Yeah, yeah. Hunger Games 99, was... 99. 99. Hunger Games came out in like 2011? Yeah. He looks exactly the same. Whole decade goes by. He was just like, it's okay. I eat pussy and live. That that is so funny. He still looks. He looks like a cat. He looks like a cat that won't die. Yes, I agree. Like if he's out on the beach in some M Night Shyamalan movie, you can't tell he's aging at all. So, so uh, we also have another top bill of this movie is uh, I'd say the 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 shittiest Baldwin, Billy Baldwin, because uh, I am a Daniel Baldwin fan. I'll tell you straight up and down. Give me a biodome any day of the goddamn week. Um, actually, real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say uh, with recent events, he's probably not the shittiest Baldwin. <laughs> Hey, hey! If you if you multiplied all the people that Billy Baldwin has killed on set by a million, he still wouldn't have killed as many as his older brother. Uh, I'm, I'm all about Adam Baldwin. <laughs> Adam Baldwin. <laughs> So uh, you also have uh, some other characters you meet. Uh, uh, Woods, who's uh, played by Marshall Bell, uh, probably most famous from his role in Total Recall, where he plays George, but he he's really known because it's, it's what Quato is attached to. Uh, yes. He's that guy. Uh, you also have uh, Richie, who's played by Sherman Augustus. Uh, couldn't tell you, he's the black guy. Never recognized him from any of his He looks IMDb like Darius shit. Rucker. Yeah, very, very <laughs> Darius pre- Rucker. I was thing. pretty sure that was actually job ja rule. <laughs> yes, yes. You also have Squeaky, who plays the uh, uh, played by Julio Oscar uh, oh. Miss Miss Chiso. Uh, he's he's the uh, the engineer, and then you have Hiku, uh, who uh, is played by Cliff Curtis. Now, Cliff Curtis is an amazing actor. You've seen him in movies, he, and uh, in every movie, he plays whatever ethnicity you need that isn't white. Well, it doesn't matter what it is. He's in he's in uh, Training Day. He plays yeah. a Vato Mexican. Mm-hmm. He's in uh, he's in um, he's in The Walking Dead. He's in The Walking Dead. He's also in um, uh, 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 what the fuck is the movie? He plays in the movie Blow. He plays Pablo Escobar, a Colombian man. <laughs> okay, in actuality, he is from the small 
small island nation of New Zealand. Yeah. This is the only movie that I know of where Cliff Curtis, he actually plays his own race in this movie. <laughs> he plays a Maori guy yeah. in this movie. I, it doesn't exist in any other film. They were like, you need a Mexican? He's like, Cliff Curtis, we got him. He's a New Zealand guy. No, I know. I love that you point that out. I will say, I, I hate to correct you because you're, you're doing a great job. Um, but I actually want to point out that you're wrong about Squeaky Squeaky is actually played by Lynn manuel Miranda. <laughs> the, the rights. <laughs> right. Sorry, I messed that up. Also, he was um, the only person that they just put in blue makeup and he played and he wasn't CGI'd in Avatar. That is true. <laughs> so uh, we're in this giant storm. The boat is taking on water. They're towing this giant freighter behind them on the Sea Star, but the captain doesn't want to release the barge that they're towing because he's got his whole life invested into this fucking thing and he took no insurance on it because he's living on a shoestring budget. You know, 1999 ain't that different from 2022. And he pulls uh when billy baldwin speaks up and he wants to cut loose the barge so they don't sink to the depths of the fucking brine of the ocean he pulls a gun and says this stay away from that door mister i mean what's so precious about your goddamn cargo captain the cargo is mine i've leveraged everything i own against it and it's not insured I like that he felt uh, the need to say, I, I, I didn't get insured. And that, that insurance, like, that's the realest part of this movie is knowing that you're not insured in a situation like this. <laughs> I don't like that Eric is bringing up my car when I hit that deer and I didn't have gap insurance. <laughs> I'm feeling a little attacked. Also, this is an allegory for my relationships with both of you boys. Cause I'm like, look, you both are taking me down with you and I've invested too much to cut the rope. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, unfortunately, despite the captain's best wishes, the uh, the cord that is dragging the barge behind them actually snaps and the cargo is lost anyway. Uh, They are, able to reach the eye of the storm where it is calm uh but the captain is financially ruined the crew is on edge for him risking their lives he captain's ready to fucking blow his own goddamn brains out and he's he's tasting the sweet smith and wesson steel that is slowly gently rubbed into his mouth like a cousin of justin schlegel it is just he hears the news that there is a barge and it looks like it's a Russian one. And he pulls the gun from his mouth like Jeremy getting a call from a, a new <laughs> possible employer. And they go to head because now there is hope. Sorry. <laughs> I just, hey, I, unlike you, I burped into the atmosphere, not into the microphone. Um, I, I just wanted to say he shouldn't have been that excited when he saw the Russian ship. As we've already been told, it's just a military exercise. There's no reason to panic. <laughs> so uh, they do realize pulling up right away that there is a. This is a valuable uh, uh, advanced robotics ship, which is a weird place to build robots. But okay, we'll go with it. Uh, next, they go to board the thing with shotguns because nobody's uh, responding on comms or from the loudspeaker. Looks like this is going to be a hell of a haul. Each 
person that's here could walk away with potentially $3 million, which in 1999 was actually good, but is now actually minimum wage in 2022. Eric, stop hurting me. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, they go to fire up the boat, and the second they fire up the boat, something bad happens. You hear this. That's right. Charlotte is now loose with on the boat and shit is popping off. That's actually her pig sound. I don't know. There's a demon within the electricity of the ship that is now coursing through the veins of it. Ashley, what did you think when they fired up the ship? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honestly, when they fired up the ship, I was like, oh, my God, it's an Eric Woodworth original. Um No, but, but real quick, just back up for just one second. Okay, gotcha. Uh, you you already touched on a little bit. Could you imagine that someone on your crew, someone you're close with, has the situation where it's life or death, and they were willing to risk like their car, their property for your life, and then it doesn't happen, and then you have to share the car ride back home with them. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one like how do you not sorry about that yeah sorry that i was willing to let us all die and uh now we're we're all stuck alive on this on this boat don't you realize that was forty thousand dollars behind us (laughs) (laughs) of course it was risking all of our lives yeah that's the most troubling so uh how the dude feels after uh um you know john goodman was responsible for that guy taking a bat to his car (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is what happens when you fuck a cargo ship in the ass, Donnie. Uh, So the the alien life form that is now loose within the electronics of the ship drops the anchor on the tugboat that they uh, pulled up on. Uh, The only two people that were still aboard were Hiko and Woods, and Hiko is in some real trouble. I love this scene because the boat is sinking, and they were like, I can't swim. I need it. So they throw one life raft from up there. Okay, this is a... So many problems with this scene. Okay, so first, the giant boat, they can only find one life preserver. I know there's tons more. It's a giant fucking craft. But also, as Woods goes to grab this, okay? Woods okay. goes, Woods grabs it. He's like, sorry, I need this. I know. Even though he can swim. Right behind him, there's a fucking life preserver oh. on the goddamn wall of the tugboat. He could, he didn't even have to jump. He could have just grabbed this one and been fine. Well, Eric is right, but here's the thing. I just now thought about it. You may not be totally right because ooh, the person we meet later, one of the survivors, she says that everyone else abandoned ship and she stayed behind to help with the problem. Uh, th- no, that's true. But you could have looked for something to like maybe float on the big ship. But that the biggest problem is that Woods is like, oh shit, there's this there's this life preserver 20 feet away from me. I'm going to need this. But but it, right behind him, he can touch one before he jumps out to get You're it. Right. He's like, hey, fuck, fuck this Maori guy who's going to drown right now. <laughs> You're right. I just... <sighs> Look, boy. I there was like a gas leak, and then the boat exploded, and then an anchor went through the boat. I no, no, that's yeah, yeah, no, was no, there no, a no, gas the, leak no, no, too? no, not yet, no, no, no. Well, that's obviously way okay, later. Yeah, so. No, um, the the ship starts up, kind of like go ship, and then the anchor gets dropped into the other boat, and then sinks it because it's it's taken on water; it can't sustain. Uh, but boys, if I can give you both a tip, and this is for any of our listeners. If you think you're drowning, do what the manatees do and fart your way to the surface. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, they uh, are amazing. 
<laughs> so the remaining crew, they are able to save everyone, Hiko and uh, Woods. Of course, Woods is a piece of shit who's only in for self-preservation, so he's a liability for sure. Uh, but they think that there's somebody clearly alive the ship, which is a problem for two reasons. One, if there's anybody actually on the ship, they could claim it for their mo- own. So, hey, we kind of want this person dead, but not mm-hmm. dead. Wink. And yeah. then uh, also, he might be trying to kill us. So uh, they go to split up in a classic horror movie <laughs> trope and uh, go to search them, uh, search everything. He, uh, the Bolt, they uh, they go there, but uh, they um, bolt the engine rooms shut. Like uh, the guy Squeaky bolts himself and locks himself in. He's like, we don't want anybody in there. You just stay safe in the engine room. Keep this boat running. It's the only thing we got. But unfortunately, the second he locks the door, Squeaky runs into a tiny little fucking spider that goes, as he crawls into a pipe, he's like, hey, little buddy, where are you going right there? And then all of a sudden, whacks him up, and he is fucking toast uh, instantly. Uh, But don't worry, that's not the last we'll see of Sweet Squeaky. Uh, They then bring Hiko to go get uh, patched up, because his leg's a little jacked up about it. They're they're fucking slowly stitching them back together. I wasn't going to talk about this, but I feel like I should. Um... I get a little triggered by this movie because my nickname in high school was Squeaky because when I open my legs, my vagina sounds like a squeaker toy. Uh, that's just the clown car in there. Um, so hey, that's what I drive around in. So uh, I, I had a post um, this week that got um, uh, shadowed. Somebody oh. I think got it deleted. And uh, you were shadow banned. At the Chiller Theater, I, I suggested three stars that maybe they get uh, Marilyn Manson, Shirley Manson, and since uh, Charlie is dead, that they could get Squeaky From. Ooh, Squeaky From, <laughs> the very sexy Squeaky From. And, and of course, people were like, well, well, Marilyn, you know, he just he was just uh, found out for abusing women. I'm like, yeah, and also Squeaky From, you know, she was involved in the most notorious murders of all time. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and they're like, you got to be a sicko if you want to actually meet somebody that murdered somebody. I'm like, well, you know, you guys just had uh, Tanya Harding and Robert Wa- Wagner in the past years. So, oh, you that's know, weird. whatever. Whatever. I want to meet then, Amy like, Fisher. <laughs> I want to meet Lorena Bobbitt. And then finally, somebody did suggest OJ. So I was like, oh, and I'm the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh they go to bring uh hiko into the med lab uh to get stitched up and as they're stitching them up and everything seems calm and they're starting to talk about what they'll do with all the money someone bursts out of the room next to them full fucking flak jacket gun uh guns ablazing and opens up fucking fire And did you hear all those gunshots? Hey, do you know how many people got hit in that in that None. small? Nobody got hit with a one bullet in that entire thing. When you had the jump, you had this, you had that. You shot zero people exactly. It's the same as my uterus. It's just like, how are none of these working? And I'm like, no babies, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when, you try, when you try to kill somebody in Call of Duty, 
Oh, uh, not a single shot fired, 60 shots missed. Yes. <laughs> so they're easily subduer, and uh, they pull it off. And sure enough, it's Nadia, the lady that we saw in the opening of the movie, the only surviving crew member that they know of. Uh, she also is uh, carrying some thermite grenades, which seems really helpful because they can burn through a whole hull of the deck if you need to. Hope that doesn't come back again. <laughs> uh, they then go to warn the others, but they notice Squeaky isn't responding. So Richie and Woods set out to go find him. That's the black guy and the traitor okay so steve heads out to find uh squeak as well uh but they run into a, a bot that looks like a bug and fucking woods and the other fella blast it very easily i was like this doesn't mean anything seems pretty easy it's got fucking cords i also like that this advanced technology can build these wonderful robots but also they have to have an extension cord that can kill you um well we also have to get into i hate to like jump ahead but this is the plot of this movie and i think we all can agree it's dog shit why would this virus which can build robot parts Mm -hmm. build robot things why does it need humans for spare parts Well, that's that's what you don't understand virus is not the robot the virus will be um, yeah, we'll soon be. Oh, you're out of you can't you got nothing in your headphones now, Ash? Nope. Well, hold on. Let's go fix our technical difficulties. Also, I have to pee. Of course you do. And uh, we'll be right back. All right. And we're back. We fixed all of that. It took 48 hours. But now we're back on a Tuesday re-recording everything that we had to do. Glad we're working again. Anyway, so uh, uh, she hits nothing. We're here. They subdued her. Uh, they've blown away a fucking bug and blast the hell out of it. Um, Nadia then wakes up and says that the thing needs power and they need to shut down the ship and then makes a fucking run for it in the most unathletic <laughs> running I've seen through corridors. And they send Jamie Lee Curtis out to go catch her. She finally tells her to drop it at gunpoint because she's grabbed an axe. And we hear a little bit about what Nadia is so scared of dead or deserted 300 crew members gone what happened eight days ago during a transmission from the Mir space station something came onto the ship we thought our transmitters and receivers were malfunctioning so we shut them down I took control of computers scanned all information language encyclopedias medical data he was learning learning what My captain, Alexei, and me were the last to survive. We cut their cables, smashed them. You just said them before you said it. Who's them? Uh, Machines. Machines. Oh, shit. Very scary. I just want every conversation to follow exactly like that. Like machines, like machines. <laughs> <laughs> what is your English word for machines? Machines. Machines. <laughs> so I got bored rewatching this movie because I've seen it so many times, but I was like, oh, I need to pay attention. So I decided to start changing the name Alexi to Alexa, and it was a lot more fun. <laughs> and And I'm like, oh, my God, this movie warned us about Jeff Bezos. Is oh, all I'm my saying. God. 
I mean, listen, the the monsters are really just trying to fashion themselves into a rocket that can shoot you back home. So maybe, what if Jeff Bezos, his whole plan is just to return to his home planet this entire time? I want to do an Alien versus Predator, but instead it's Alexa versus Siri. <laughs> so Woods and Richie uh, find uh, the robot manufacturing room and they're making all types of little murder bots. They don't even seem really freaked out by it. And they're like, hmm, this is weird. Uh, uh, they go to shut off the power, but it turns itself back on. They end up having to go through this clearly murder room. Uh, Richie's dumbass gets uh, 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 bothers one, and the fucking thing shoots nails into Woods's fucking chest piece like this, and. Uh, they then see that it looks like another uh, person on the boat opens up fire, but he's kind of like a dark silhouette. Uh, meanwhile, while this is happening, Steve goes to the engine room. Uh, that's Billy Baldwin, but it's welded shut now, and it's fresh and hot, and you're like, that doesn't seem like a skill Squeaky had before. <laughs> Odd. Uh, but they have, uh, we also learned that uh, robots have a bit of a smell to them, uh, at least this one that they see in the hallway, because it's a fucking full meat cyborg that is half dead body half uh fucking erector set and a gunfight ensues by the way this gunfight once again produces zero hits from the assailant to kill anyone <laughs> they're like you're an advanced thing we're very we dead it's a fucking computer guided system that can't shoot down straight down a hallway which it, i thought was amazing it smells like germantown <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh uh apparently they win they don't show how they defeat this thing and they drag this dead body up and uh, get to look at this meat tank up close which is very cool we find out that it's actually uh, Nadia's husband Alexi who is uh, now just completely fucked up they start um Hugging around in his brain, he comes alive for a second, and they have to like re-kill him. And uh, it's a kind of beautiful thing to see in front of Nadia. If if I was the wife, I'd be like, "Oh my god, my husband!" And then I'd be like, "Can you give him a nano dick?" <laughs> <laughs> nano dick. That's a good bit. Um, so uh, they uh. They're looking at him, and uh, luckily there is a weakness. They can just unplug him, and uh, I pulled this. <laughs> more of Nadia talking about these new meat robots here. We cut these to get him here. What the hell are you talking about? What is this thing that's inside the computer, huh? It's a life form. Unlike anything we know, not cellular, but electrical in nature. Extremely intelligent. You mean it's like lightning that can think? It has no form, no shape, but it's giving itself what it lacks. Hey, so he says it's lightning that thinks, which I think is funny. Do you think this movie was inspired actually by the movie Gremlins 2 and the lightning bolt gremlin? Oh, no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have put that together. Mm, Okay. Sorry. Like uh, light um, gremlins that have spider legs. Uh, By the way, if you've never seen the Key and Peele sketch about the pitch meeting for Gremlins 2, it is uh, chef's kiss good. (laughs) I do love that. (laughs) Um, Anyway, let's hear a little bit more from Nadia here. Eating a new life form, using parts of the ship and crew. Blood is still pumping through this brain. There's been no decomposition at all. But as they're 
checking out this brain. Of course, it comes back to life. They have to re-kill it. But as that all happens, shit goes from bad to worse as now the storm's back upon them. Uh, at one point, the robot comes back alive for like a third time and its whole skull pops out of the fucking flesh of it. And I, I thought that was a pretty cool special. You know effect. what it kind of looked like to me when it did that? It kind of reminded me of uh, the weird doll head mechanic thing from Toy Story in Sid's house. That's we. I, I see where you're coming from with yeah. that, especially with like the erector set parts <laughs> yeah. on it. Yes. What it reminded me of is like if you took a still of when this skull pops out of it and you cropped it, like all you need is the words like he was just like never push a man too far until he has no choice until what to do and there's a blue lives matter sign yeah. at the bottom and then everybody in Winchester uh, or in Waynesboro Pennsylvania wears it because it's fancy dress up night how dare you talk about my <laughs> shitty town uh, I was actually gonna say it looked like the birth of one of your children but <laughs> So uh, hateful. <laughs> so luckily they have this weakness, but now there's a whole thing that's going on with the fucking boat and the storm. They had to go steer the ship uh, with uh, uh, from the engine room, but they got to go bust in there. Uh, but as they're trying to break into the welded door, out comes the fucking cyborg version of Squeak, who only says Steve, Steve, <laughs> Steve. I am Locutus of Steve, and like it's just it's. Fun fucking bizarre and kind of creepy i love the prosthetic that's added to his face <laughs> jeremy what do you got this movie's so original i can't compare it to any other movie <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if, only, if only they could add like you know alien terminators <laughs> yeah, yeah. i do like the little kill scene on a, on a ghost ship <laughs> I do like the kill scene because Squeak is also with a giant fucking murderous Johnny Five meat cannon behind him that mm -hmm. picks up Woods and then fucking impales him with a fucking yes. fist like that. Oh, it's like a Mortal Kombat fatality not, right in front of everybody. Not gonna lie, boys, it reminded me of my twenties. <laughs> By the way, this I could completely redeem this movie if it was just biological and it was just like Resident Evil monsters. True oh, that, true that. that's true. So uh, they end up fleeing to a comms room because they can't deal with this thing as it's trying to punch its way through with Squeak. Uh, but they find that uh, uh, Captain Donald Sutherland goes and breaks the last comm unit so they can't go help. He's like, no, nah, this is our boat. We need it. <laughs> I don't know why I've also the intro to SpongeBob SquarePants now. <laughs> uh, but that's where we are. And and then he goes, they decide to talk to this monster here is it is it the thing Wait, me, me. No. Oh, it's also funny that they're using like a commodore 64 which makes sense on a russian ship uh to just type in and talk to this thing and so uh... life form analysis complete species is destructive invasive noxious harmful to the body of the whole what species Man. whoa Oh, it's man that's the fire. They're the good guys. But, ah! but again, 
this plot hole because why if they were a virus why would you use their body parts for spare parts it makes no sense also this is literally almost word for word the same dialogue from independence day and i'm just gonna say right now straight up and down I agree with you because why would they use parts of the COVID virus to make a vaccine to put inside your body? All right. (laughs) Hell yeah. No vax. Don't do the jab. If anything, Uh a virus (laughs) removes parts of your body. Have you ever seen a dick fall off because of the clap? It's not pretty. (laughs) This is this is the future Joe Biden wants is the movie virus. (laughs) What do I have to do to not ever have to wear a mask? Cut my dick? Okay, just cut my dick off. Just so I don't have to I have a prosthetic cock now. That means I'm in 2023. Also, I have a racist car. Oh, 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 oh. Hand in the air. I believe that the sequel will be called Anal Virus, and it'll just be Goatsy and a robot that's like, I need these anuses! <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the uh, part about getting my dick cut off to not have to wear a mask. <laughs> a month later, I have to wear a mask again. Oh, God. <laughs> so they have a new plan, though, and that's to sync the mainframe computer, because I like they were like, hey, you know what electricity doesn't like? Water. <laughs> Smart thinking. <laughs> She's like, so we're going to flood the mainframe and shit's gonna be all right i'm stephen baldwin the smartest of the clan no it's a billy sorry god damn it stephen's the one that converted to christianity and his kid married justin bieber okay sorry yeah. i apologize okay. his name is steve in this movie oh though, that is so confusing i, I can see i got a little mixed up bio that's down. daniel baldwin there's it? so many baldwins god, oh, god why couldn't you have aborted all of them okay daniel, daniel baldwin was in homicide Oh, you're right. Daniel Baldwin is the real fat one. It is Stephen Baldwin who's in Biodome. There's so many fat Baldwins. (laughs) Yeah. Baldwin. Stephen is the skinniest Baldwin. Not anymore. He's a real uh, porker. Okay. Anyway. So uh, they uh, they decide to leave the captain who fucked him over from being able to do it anything. So it's a full mutiny. But while captain's left in the comms room, he's like, you know what? I'm going to talk to this entity. Let him know that it's uh, legit. Hey, you want me to bring you to New Zealand? Cool. I'll do that. Anyway, tells him to come to work uh, workroom 14. In the meantime, though, the shit that Richie's seen, our black guy who is also fucking a MacGyver, which you're going to find out shortly, he's wandering around losing his <laughs> Goddamn shit. Some hard drive, some bio, mechanoid, alien mother. Alright, so he's building something that we don't know yet, but you will find out soon enough. Uh, they then go, uh, meanwhile, uh, the machines are starting to fix woods, and uh, Jeremy's pulling up pictures of naked, shirtless Baldwins right oh, now. Oh, I'm so and, uh, uncomfortable. Oh, look how hairy Alec is. Wow, he's a very strong chest. It's amazing. They almost... Oh, up their shirts! <laughs> It almost looks like future Eric. Jeremy, do you think me, you, and our two sisters could recreate that photo? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> electrical tape, you know? Hey, let's let's get Amy and Rachel, though. We'll, so, we'll, we'll get them real hairy. They'll be the hairy Who's ones. the hairiest Woodworth? That one. <laughs> 
100%. I'm like a na- I'm like a fucking albino. Uh, You're a naked alop- mole rat. I'm an alopecia gorilla. You're uh, a naked mole rat. So uh, <laughs> next, uh, the captain heads to workroom 14, sees the big killer Johnny Five thing, uh, asks uh, that, uh, and then allows him safe passage into the uh, to the workroom. Uh, now the, the the robot room is completely like a meat factory, so yes. it's just nothing but like hey, it looks like if leather face had an erector set in it's, there it's wild it's the awful room <laughs> yeah so uh or as we like to call it jeremy's guest bedroom and uh <laughs> he, he those he goes uh uh sweet donald sutherland uh talks to the entity and sees what they can work out together are you everton Are you the dominant life form? How can I be of assistance to you? Help me to survive. So, now he's a, he's in cahoots with the bad guy. Uh, Ashley, yes. In certain chat rooms, I'm the sub life form. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, I am dominant, but I do enjoy being pegged. I'm a switch. <laughs> <laughs> Cut me in half. I could be a top or a bottom. What you got, Jer? Oh, okay, Aww. you had that look in your eye that you wanted. <laughs> so uh, the rest of the gang um, is trying to sink the ship uh, while Richie is building something out of robot parts, saying, not going to get me, uh-uh. Um, but they get to the deck, and the fucking storm is fucking shit up, and Jamie Lee Curtis uh, almost falls off the uh, fucking edge of the ship. But as she's doing it, they completely lose their Mari guy who can't fucking swim, and he just falls off, and he's dead as hell. Uh <laughs> Richie, uh, Richie's master po- project looks like some type of fucking crazy bomb. He's become full Tommy Simbazo. <laughs> it's completely crazy, and he leaves that rigged area. They then realize the vessel is now headed for a secret British base on a desolate island, and if it gets there, everyone is fucked, a la the thing. Uh, they decide that they need to sink the ship, not just the mainframe. Steve, Kit, and Nadia want to be saved, uh, so they decide to flood the hole with fuel and blow that bitch up. So now both people that are still survived, crazy ass, uh, uh, the craziest black guy and the rest of the white people are like, we need to blow the shit up, but they're doing the same job. And that's where communication in a corporation is important. This is the you scene have to where be they, in they have to talking. argue with, with Burke about, uh, with Ripley and, and um, <laughs> Hudson about blowing up the ship. So, uh, <laughs> Richie's master project is coming along. It's it's going well. We got into that. But before they can act on it, fucking full-on Mecha Donald Sutherland shows up out of nowhere and is just ready to completely fuck shit up. He's like, hello, everybody. And it's probably the coolest-looking monster is, is Mecha Donald Sutherland, and I think. And that flabby chest. It's like you oh, couldn't God, even yeah. give him better body parts. Yeah, he has, he has the chest that only a monster in Pan's Labyrinth could love. It's just a lot of... Eric. It looks like titties on top of titties. Eric, I've seen you shirtless. I think you Stop are beautiful. It. Stop, Eric. You're beautiful. You are beautiful. I also say that this is also very original to find out one of the cast members is a robot. 
Yeah, that is good. That is good. I do enjoy that. Uh, but Nadia decides to just go and say, hey, let me just pop a thermite grenade into your fucking torso. And if they were playing Pokemon from the Game Boy, it would have the attack would have been deemed extremely effective because it completely melts his entire shit. I absolutely dropped a thermite grenade in your bathroom before we started recording today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ashley, there are fucking exit wounds on that toilet now. Um, so... <laughs> they uh they run into Richie as they're running away from uh McDonald Sutherland and says uh oh I got my own plan and I'm like okay cool so they still start flooding the ship with fuel he doesn't tell them that he's a giant bomb rigged and they don't need to do any of this <laughs> they then set up a 15 minute timer they radio Richie like hey we're blowing up the ship in 15 minutes but big boy Johnny 5 comes in through the door fucking full-on erector set arm ready to fuck shit up mm -hmm. meat bork supreme if you will <laughs> um meat bork. and then uh billy baldwin immediately uh is knocked the fuck out because it's way too much for him uh jamie lee curtis hangs by a thread on a ladder of uh, uh about to drop into the fuel that they just flooded the ship with um but she ultimately does fall into said fuel bath and you know what's even scarier it's filled with all the dead crew members not just one not just two if you like she's literally like the best way to describe how many dead bodies are in this pool of fuel it's if you were crowd surfing at a fentanyl <laughs> rave like it's, it is it's fucking wild eric i would have given you points if you would have said drowning pool um <laughs> But again, guys, it's fucking ghost ship. Remember when she's in the thing with all the dead bodies? It's literally scene for scene the same movie. So uh, uh, it's totally original and it's nothing like Joe Beth Williams falling into a pool with dead bodies behind the house. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, a poltergeist, it's, it's a lot of references right here. So. Uh, so uh, they then, uh, after that, uh, the big monster ultimately grabs Jamie Lee Curtis, ties her up, and starts questioning her. English. Hey, aren't I supposed to be asking one for English, two for Spanish? <laughs> oh, Eric. Uh. You speak English. Fuck you. Or an alien tried to take away Where his is body. the detonator? The detonator. Where is it? But luckily, as all that's happening, Billy Baldwin comes in and Nadia, they start machine gunning up this big boy. Then uh, this is the most ridiculous part of this movie, hands down. The monster is bearing down. Let me just explain this one part real quick and I'll let you backtrack. Look, the monster... Is, is a couple feet. It's literally actively torturing Jamie Lee Curtis. They shoot it with a couple of machine guns. It hasn't moved. It just turned. And then Nadia, she fucking takes a rocket launcher, blasts it. It fucks it up. <laughs> hey, do you know what happens to Jamie Lee Curtis? Completely fine. I'm good. I know. <laughs> I Makes no sense. Luckily, you hit that rocket right perfectly, so it absorbed all of the impact and fucking shockwave. Makes no sense. <laughs> oh, God. I, I laughed so hard. They were like, well, Jamie Lee Curtis is dead. I was like, that, that's a bold move. I'm like, wait, wait. She's, she's not just, she's not even damaged by it. She's just like, oh, no, that, that was a strategical surgical <laughs> rocket attack that I did. 
God, you know, this, crazy. Was, this was the only original part of the movie. And it, 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 it really pissed me off because I realized that Christopher Nolan stole this from this movie when Batman says, where's the detonator? Where is Where's it? the detonator? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, uh, they then... Um, Cuts are free, and uh, but they ain't out yet. Richie gets a uh, gets a lot of shit thrown at him, and uh, ultimately gets impaled though by the uh, by the monster, and uh, he's dying, not doing good. And uh, the, the monster then goes to follow the 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 ladies that are remaining, Nadia and uh, Sweet sweet Jamie Lee Curtis. Steve has a moment with though with dying Richie and tells him about the fucking cool missile room that he owes there. And he like that he still doesn't explain it. He's like, just get there. You'll know what to do. First of all, yeah. when you see what it is, there's no way you'd walk in there and like, what and yeah. go, what the fuck actually is this? But what I, the fuck? Like, you've seen meat robots and I would still walk in and I'm like, what the fuck did Richie buy? Is this the world's biggest jerk off flashlight? dying. You're short on words. I would, uh, same with me, if I was dying and like I'm in front of Eric, I'd be like, Eric, when you get to the apartment... You'll just know. You'll look in my apartment and you'll know what needs done, which means yes. there's porn out. There's vibrators lying around. There might be drugs. Ashley, I had already, by the time I did know what that meant. And the yeah. thing, it, what it was, it was make, it was, it was light the match and drop it and walk out. Uh, that, oh, I thought you meant in the bathroom because I was probably dying while shitting. <laughs> oh my God. I literally thought that's what that meant. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, she then, um, the monster then finds them and corners them. And not only does he corner them, he's also found uh, in the time when he was chasing them, the detonator. And he goes like this. Checkmate. <laughs> uh, and he asks them uh, if there's any more devices. They don't answer. But uh, Nadia decides to make the ultimate sacrifice and then blow up some oxygen tanks with a flare in her pocket and kills the big one, allowing Jamie Lee Curtis to survive. So we're only left with Billy Baldwin and Jamie Lee Curtis, two of the top Bill actors on this movie. Um, but... As JLC is uh, experiences a mini judgment day uh, in the fucking hallway over there, she then finds Steve, and uh, they they go to the uh, uh, the the final plan here, which was uh, Richie's plan room. Uh, as he's uh, fucking uh, MacGyver ninja war, like the best way to describe this thing that he set up in this room, it's if MacGyver was also Ninja Warrior, was also like the machine that Pee-wee makes to use his, make his breakfast in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. All of this is what he built in what, in this movie, in the time lapse for the movie, it was like 11 minutes, okay? So he built all of this in about 11 minutes, and it involves rockets, explosives, and tubes that can also save you at the same time. Eric, I wasn't allowed to watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> I think it would have been much better if they just rigged up the uh, bomb to a giant jet ski that they could ride out of, of like the side of. <laughs> oh yeah! Shout out Deep Rising! Shout out Deep <laughs> Rising! So uh, much more original. As the entity reaches that another giant robot monster comes in, they lay on basically what are the equivalent of bobsleds that are attached to missiles that shoot out of the side of the fucking thing. As they do it, it pulls the main bomb that blows up everything on the ship. And not only does it blow up the ship, 
get them to safety all in one foul swoop. It also signals the British guard who's watching over there, and they go, oh, my gosh, that is... That's one hell of a flare. <laughs> one hell of a flare right there as a fucking Hiroshima-level bomb explodes in the fucking distance. Again, I'm sorry I had diarrhea in your house. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there is one last little jump scare as Jamie Lee Curtis thinks she, she finds Hiko out in the fucking waters and there's like a little jump scare there. But she wakes up in the chopper with sweet Billy Baldwin. And what a better way to wake up than the most handsomest of all the Baldwins, the one that still gives a fuck, never skips arm day, but couldn't do a squat to save his I life. I would have children with him only because I know he wouldn't call them thoughtless little pigs. <laughs> Although it is funny, that's what Charlotte calls her children. So uh, they then fly off the chopper into the sunset, and that brings us to an end of motherfucking virus. Ashley, I gotta tell you, I love the pick. I'd never watched uh, this thank movie. You. And- I was very happy that this is now in the lexicon of my movie knowledge. Uh, your final thoughts thank, on Virus. Thank you. Um, this movie played a big part in my childhood. Also, it prepared me for all the sexually transmitted viruses I would receive throughout my college <laughs> years. So, big fan. Uh, Jeremy, your final thoughts on Virus. 1999's Virus. Uh, I wish I'd seen it when I was nine years old, so I would actually think it's a good movie. (laughs) Did you not enjoy any? There's nothing. I mean, I thought there was plenty of fine Guar-esque gore moments in that that did nothing for you, huh? Uh, It was just so just non-interesting and and even taking good gore and be, be like, Okay, that's still kind of lame, you know. Well, um, wait, Jeremy. What if there had been a mechanical baby and it just said, "Baby wants to fuck." Baby <laughs> wants to. <laughs> baby wants to fuck. <laughs> I think Peter Jackson could have saved this film, but it, it instead is just another ghost ship slash deep rising. Mm-hmm. True that. True that. Uh, I personally loved. Uh, I loved Virus. Ashley, thank you for bringing it to the show's attention. Thank you for I, making you dumber. You're welcome. I enjoyed the <laughs> fuck out of it. It was uh, to me. I gave. I gave it a solid. Uh, I give it a six point five out of ten. That's generous. But. <laughs> Listen, all the things that are so bad with it, there's so many great practical effects in this movie. I think I like this movie better than Deep Rising because Deep Rising, to a certain extent, has a ton of CGI that kind of takes me out of it. None Mm. of that. There's really no CGI in this Mm -mm. movie. I I really enjoyed the fuck out of it. And this is the time when CGI definitely, like, this was an easy movie to take in a CGI route. And they didn't. And I kind of enjoy that about it. And I have to give it its respect for that. Yes. even though Donald Sutherland mails in a fucking performance, you rely heavily on uh, Stephen Baldwin, uh, uh, Billy Baldwin, and you have Jamie Lee Curtis say less than a page of dialogue in this entire fucking movie. Uh, th- are there problems? Sure. Would yes. I watch? If you said you're making, we're rebooting Virus, I would watch it because also Virus mm-hmm. does come from a very uh, uh, highly touted uh, graphic novel, so there's plenty of uh, source work to go back to this kind of idea of. I- a, agree with you techno alien monster that yeah, makes yeah. meat ro- robots i'm into it yeah. overall i'd love to see it and if you haven't watched it listeners go and check that out uh i'm fucking super psyched about that can i quote jamie lee curtis from the trivia sure yeah yeah 
He said, uh, Rob Reiner, for his 40th birthday, had a bad show business party where everybody brought show business clips. <laughs> Rob was playing a hippie on Gomer Pyle, singing Blowing in the Wind. Virus was so bad that it's shocking. That would be the all-time piece of shit. It's just <clears throat> dreadful. That's the only good reason to be in bad movies. That's when your friends have bad movies. You could say, ah, I've got the best one. I'm bringing virus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that she thinks this is this is uh, her movie to Gary Oldman's Fifth Element. I like that. Because, <laughs> yeah, Fifth Element is still widely touted as a pretty decent movie, but virus is a pretty fucking bad one. Yeah. Ashley, uh, where can people find you at? You can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs, and you can catch me uh, Wednesday the 16th at the Periodic Table in Columbia, Maryland. Fuck yeah, check all that shit out. All things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. It's Eric with a K, comedy with a C. Um, I got a bunch of, uh, actually, not a ton of shows next month. I'm back. I'm coming off of a of a high. I'm sure me and Ashley's show on the 19th was fucking phenomenal. I and already the 18th, know it was good. We have a show together the 18th oh, as well. Oh, yeah, Elkton too, but that's already passed by the time people are listening oh, to this. Um, but hey, check all that shit out. And you know what? I'm excited about next week's episode, A History of Violence. Jeremy, Take us out. Terminated fucker. <laughs> <laughs>